wait. Before you listen to this episode, I just had to tell you about our new free mini wealth building training. In this training, we're covering the first steps to building wealth, how to find your personalized wealth path, how to find and analyze deals, and then some. So don't miss out on this free training. I mean, what do you have to lose? It's free. Sign up at www.abundantculture.co slash newsletter. Don't let delay get in the way of your abundant year. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast. Where we dissect the mindsets and tactics of the true beast of business. People like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and Warren Buffett. All to create a blueprint to experience life more abundantly. Hey everybody, it's Joe. Welcome back to the Abundant Culture Podcast. We're so glad to have you back again this week. Today we are speaking to somebody who is an expert in not only being a leader, but also training up other leaders. Leadership is something that is super important in this day and age. I believe it's important in every organization, especially your small business. So today we're going to be talking about this five-day leadership retreat that he hosts. Uh, We're going to be talking about some really cool things that he helps to uh, basically create better companies through training better leaders. And we're also going to be talking about some of the extreme sports that he plays and how that actually plays in to being a better leader. So get ready to listen to and learn from our good friend, Nate Bailey. Hi, Nate, and thank you again for coming on to the Abundant Culture Podcast. We are really excited to have you today because when I was looking over your website, I'm like, wow, he did a lot, and I just cannot wait to learn what that was like. Um, but before we get into all like the leadership and all the business things, we have to ask you, what is your backstory like? How'd you even get into business? How'd you how'd you get here? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. You know, I say this a lot, but when I Sometimes when you're on the on, on the journey that you're on, it doesn't always make sense why why you're doing what you are. But then, you know, as I look back today, it definitely starts to make a lot of sense to me. It, I always gravitated towards leadership positions in my life, whether that was in high school athletics or playing college football. Became an officer in the army, um, ran multiple businesses, um, insurance, real estate, now as a coach and a speaker and an author, um, coached in high school and college athletics, right? So I've always gravitated towards being a leader. And uh, that's that's really a lot of what I do today as a, as a coach and a speaker is get to impact and, and lead other, other people. And it's really been something that, you know, I have a podcast called Championship Leadership. I have a Facebook group called Championship Leadership. I have an event called, you know, so everything's around Championship Leadership for me and really helping entrepreneurs and business owners around the country and around the world to just really live the greatest life that uh, they feel called to live. Um, because that's been a lot of my journey is that's how it all started for me, right? I It's um, always never really wanted to work for anyone else, had a teaching degree, was in, uh, in that for a little bit. And just, um, you know, now I get to teach and I get compensated a little better than, than unfortunately our teachers do today for the jobs that they do. But, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't always make sense, like I said, but, but today here I am, I find myself where I'm at and I can look back and be like, man, every experience that I've had has definitely prepared me for what I do today. And uh, so I love it. I love what I do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what it is that you actually do today in regards to uh, your business and how you help people. Yeah, you bet. So, well, 
from the time that I wake up, um, number one, I still do have a lot of real estate and investment properties across the country and I'll continue to do that. And so I enjoy that, but it doesn't take a lot of my time, which is nice. I, I, I tend to buy properties and kind of hang on to them. I have somebody that manages them for me and, and uh, build my portfolio that way. So I always have that, which is a nice piece to have, um, especially if something like 2020 happens where I do run a lot of live events. And so for a time and still really a bit now, um, you know, that's impacted. Not a lot of people getting together live, um, but, but I do, I really love running live events. I do plenty of virtual meetings uh, continuously with my mastermind clients. I have another one here shortly this afternoon. Um, but yeah, I love the, I love the live experiences. I love connecting with people in person and impacting them, putting them through, you know, like our 24 hour leadership event that I do with a good friend of mine that was a Navy SEAL. Uh, we do a lot of physical evolutions and things because there's, it's such a good simulation of what it really is like in life when you have, you know, the stresses and pressures of life happen, you know, you can simulate those stresses and pressures inside of, you know, working them out together and, and uh, seeing how they respond, seeing how they lead, seeing how they come together as a team, and then really teaching and talking to them throughout to really help them to become better leaders in all areas of life. Um, to a three-day event I do called Unleash the Leader Within, where uh, it's a little bit more business-focused along with the physical leadership and teamwork things that, that I love to do and experiential things that we do with them to really make it more than just a seminar where they would come and, and listen to people talk and take notes, but really just interact and engage and, and apply everything that we're learning inside of that. And then of course, virtually, again, I do have some lower level virtual masterminds as well as a starting point for a lot of people where they can come in and we can do some meetings and some trainings online. And, and uh, so I do do a little bit of everything. I have a podcast as well, just like you guys that I enjoy to do. And, and that's, that's a way for me to really put a lot of free content out there and have great conversations and connect with people again, just like you guys, and like we are doing here today. So that's a little more in depth on, on, and what I do, and, and primarily it's, it is with business owners and entrepreneurs, um, typically people just like myself, right? I think we gravitate to wanting to help those that are, that have similarities to us yeah. that, you know, I like the physical piece of run hundred miles. I do extreme athletics because I've seen the benefit and how that impacts my life. And so I like to work with those and help them to, to push their bodies too. And, um, and at the same time, you know, go out and make an impact. Because a lot of us, we feel like, man, we just we're meant for so much more in our life, and a lot of times you just don't know how how to how to use that or how to go out and and make that impact. And so through these events that I do, help them give them models and tools and skill sets to be able to actually go and do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So can you tell us a little bit more about like the extreme athletics? I was really impressed by that. Um, it's probably something I would want to do. Uh, not right now, but later on. Um, so what was like the drive and motivation like behind those events? Like you did the 52 plus hour Navy SEAL event. Um, yeah, you've yeah. done like hundred K's and hundred miles. So you've done a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't always, enjoy doing the events during it but it's it, it's like the journey to get there the preparation that's required and you know when you finish it's awesome but uh and you can look back and in, in, in inside of the event there's so many lessons that are learned but really the Kokoro event that you talked about the 52 hour event seal fit Kokoro um was a, 
a significant event for me. I, I really kind of let myself go for a while. I played college football and, and um, you know, life happens. I got home from a deployment in the Army in 2005 or six, was in pretty good shape, and then just got back into life, uh, got back into starting a family, starting back up my business, and, and took the focus off my, my health. And really for, you know, 10, 11 years, I, I, I let a lot of it go, right? And so it was like, all right, I got, I'm going to go do this thing. And I've always wanted, you know, I'm, I've always, I've always wondered, I've always been amazed by these big feats, like the hundred miles or the, or this 52 hour event. Like when I signed up, I was like, I don't know if I can do this thing. I don't know. But you know, it was the, what would I have to do to see if I, to just give myself a chance. And so it was that journey that really did. It was a big trans transformation for me. I did, I did the work. I lost a lot of weight. I put I prepared and I showed up and, and I was, you know, I was able to finish. I was one of nine out of 28 people to, that showed up to, to be able to make it through. And it was that moment I was like, man, this, all right, this is like, this isn't just a one and done for me. I got to continue to find things like this to push me because I, I realized that it did, it helped me raise, you know, some think like, well, if you go do something this, all the, all the time that's required to train, like it's going to take away from everything else. But it really did do the opposite for me because of the, because, you know, I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't willing to do it if it was going to sacrifice my family, if it was going to sacrifice my, my business. So I just had to be really intentional and, 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 you know, plan out my days and my weeks and, and get in the workouts that were required, you know, early in the morning or maybe midday because I do have a business and I can fit it in in between meetings or maybe late at night. So I would do a lot of that when it wasn't taken away from my family and my kids. And I was still producing at a high level inside of my business. And, and uh, it just got me more focused and driven and, and everything. And so that's really what the, those events have done for me. I'm not like, I'm not winning these, <laughs> these events or these races by any means, but the, you know, just the lessons again that I learned, the places that I've gotten to see, the experiences I've had, the lessons again, yes, that have been learned, that have been able to apply into my life, that just carry over into everything I do. Those have been the big benefits for me. And, you know, just because I ran 100 miles doesn't mean for someone it could be just a 5K, right? I mean, I, that's kind of where I started. I didn't start out running 100 miles. It was a process of working up to that. And so it could be a 5K could be that journey for somebody to get them to get to that place where like, oh, man, I feel alive again. Like this is I, I miss this. We all love to come. I don't know. I think most of us are competitors and we like to compete. But at some point in life, we stop competing. A lot of us, it's like, yeah. if you don't, I know you guys went to the military, so you still kind of have that in the military. And that's kind of part of the, that was a big part of the reason I went in. I finished college football. I was like, now what? Right. And so yeah. I was like, well, do, do I have what it takes to like make it in the military? And so, you know, I went through boot camp and I went through the army and, and uh, that was the challenge for me. And then when that's done, then, you know, again, I didn't have anything. And for 10 years, I really kind of lost my way. And then I started to find these events. So that's kind of been the journey for me. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I really liked how you you talked about the events really adding to your life and being mm -hmm. beneficial for all aspects of your life. And um, I was listening to this podcast by Ed Milet the other day, yeah. and he was saying how uh, the reason he loves to work out is because, you know, in the gym, if you can do nothing else, you can always train to get in one more rep or one more set or whatever the case may be. And I think, and it kind of primes you for when you have to go into your family life, your social life, or even your business, and you have to put that one more rep in that one more set. And I, I believe it's so transferable 
um, that pushing yourself physically allows you to do that uh, spiritually and emotionally with the people that you need to connect with. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And that's been my experience. I mean, you could, and some people do, right? They, they will, they'll just kind of go all in, in their health or their fitness or on a big race. And a lot of maybe just to mask all the other problems that they have. So that's it. That's, that's something completely different than we're talking about here. Of That's really helping me to drive and lift up all the other areas of my life. Yeah. So uh, could you uh, talk to us about some of the methodology that you have bef- behind the five day unleash the leader within challenge because like uh you you hear about different like leadership trainings and and things of that nature and i believe that they all have kind of like a unique spin on them and i feel like yours would be very different because of your not only athletic background but your military background and your business uh background i feel like blending all of those things together uh could potentially be a little complicated, but if you're able to do it, I feel like you will have a very unique perspective on leadership that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily have because they don't have your background. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a, when I was a platoon leader and we got deployed to Kuwait, I mean, that was just a incredible lifetime experience for me as a leader, just to like, I mean, leading and responsible for soldiers, um, you know, thousands of miles away from home for pretty much 15 months straight while we were gone. And uh, I draw upon those experiences and those lessons that I learned um, to, to give me that perspective that you're talking about. And then of course, the training that I've done, some of the experiences that I've done. That's why that's another reason I want to go do these 100 mile races or choral events, because I don't want to be the guy that has an event and asks or tells somebody to do something that I haven't personally done myself, right? So how could I have a 24 hour event if if I hadn't at a bare minimum gone and experienced something like that myself? And so I've gone and done the 52 hour event before I ever decided to do something like this. And then, yeah, to use, there's so many, so many lessons that you can learn and from the training and the modalities that I had in the army and in the military, and, you know, have this Navy SEALs become a good, he was actually one of my coaches at the Kokoro event. And uh, I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was at the time, but over time we've, we've connected and created a friendship. And now he's helping me to run my event, which is just, it's awesome and amazing. And now he's got experiences that that he has that there's very few that do in the world. And so it's bringing all of that together, bringing the connections that you have to give really, I mean, most people uh, that haven't experienced a lot of the things that I have. So, so that's the power of a coach or a mastermind is that's the reason you would pay and come to their events so that you can learn from their experiences without having to go through all that yourself. Right. So, yeah. So that's, that's, yeah. I mean, Yeah, absolutely bring a different perspective than I think a lot of people are able to. And, and, you know, for a certain, for the right person, right? Because my message isn't for everyone, but for that right person that, that can, that, that hears the message that I have and, and will receive it. It's, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, I, I just love it. I love it. I do have the five day challenge that you mentioned, which is more of a virtual one and the three day one that we're doing just actually in a few months here in Des Moines uh, will be live. And, and, and I'm going to, I get to that one and we'll really kind of take everything that I do from 
the virtual trainings and teachings and speaking and the connections I have to the physical piece of the 24 hour event and, and uh, I'm bringing some uh, branding and marketing and video experts in that that's what they do. And so that's again, the connections that I've have and built and I'm, so I'm bringing that all and putting it all together for the three days. So really, really excited about that one. Yeah. That's really awesome. That is. So can you walk us through like, what does that 24 hour um, event look like? Because I mean, like we keep saying, you are super unique to um, like this whole leadership space. Um, I really haven't ever heard of a 24 hour event before. So I'm curious myself to know like what goes on in 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I won't give it all away, right? Because that's part of the experience, but I can <laughs> yeah. give you a pretty good perspective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there are a few other of these events out there, but most of those are really geared towards like just to see if you can do it and 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 you know a lot of them they're trying to make you quit right so my event i my, the intent for mine was hey i don't want to make people quit i want it to be hard and, and and difficult that's why it's 24 hours and it's challenging but i also want them to really learn something while they're there right so um, i'm adding that extra piece of we're not just like beating them down and making it hard. We could do that and we could make it way harder than it is, but, but that's not the purpose of the event. It really is for people to come and so that they can grow and become championship leaders or better leaders in all areas of life. So that when they go home, they can be like, they can draw back on the experience and use it in all areas. So, you know, we do a PT test because, so there's a buckle, there's a belt buckle that you can win, I guess, earn, not necessarily win, earn if you pass the PT standards, uh, you show up as a great leader inside of the event and you finish the full 24 hours. So we've had two classes so far and only one out of the 11 people that have come through the, the first two have actually earned a buckle because they've all, everyone else has failed the PT test. And it's really, when you guys are in the military, it's really not that difficult, but it just shows that you know, preparation is such a big part of what we talk about. And it's, yep. it's such a big piece of leadership too. And, you know, it doesn't just start when you get there. It's like, what have you done leading up to it to be prepared? And so number one, we do the PT test to see where they're at. So we know how hard we can push them, you know, depending on their ability, the more fit they are, the more able they are to, to hit those standards, the more fun we can have with them, right? That a little bit harder, we can push them. Yeah. Um, if they show up and they're not prepared, then we get to scale it back a little bit. But then also it's just to show us like who, who did the work, who came prepared and, and who didn't. Um, so, so we do a PT test, talk a lot about attention to detail and, and communication and we can turn up the pressure a little bit on them and then you can see how fast they kind of go back to your, your old operating system. And so then we'll, we'll talk to them about it. We'll be like, all right, next, you know, and, and then, and then the light bulb will start to come on and we'll do some log PT. We do some rucking with a weighted pack. Um, we do, you know, relay races, we get them in the water, we get a little, get them a little uncomfortable, get them sandy. Um, but then, you know, we feed them every six hours. We take some breaks. Again, we do a lot of talking and teaching. We keep it fun. We're not yelling and screaming um, like some of the other events you might see out there. So it's meant to be t challenging and difficult, but it's also meant to be like a great learning and growing experience through yeah. all of the physical things that we do. That's really cool. That sounds so much fun. And I like, I really want to do it right now. You just sold me. <laughs> uh, let's go. Next one's November 14th in Vegas. <laughs> awesome. awesome. 
Um, so our next question is like, what is like, what is a great leader to you? Because you are in the leadership space. Um, so can you define that for us? Yeah, absolutely. This is a question I usually ask all the time on my podcast and a great leader, definitely they're, they have this ability to pull more out of individuals than those, those people would tend to pull out of themselves. Right. So they, they, they get them to perform at a higher level than they would if they were just out on their own. So that's, I think a big one. Number two, it's like, as a championship leader, it's totally about the team or the company or the group that you're leading. And so it's very selfless, very like servant like leadership. Um, you know, when in the highs, it's, there's nothing wrong with t- getting recognition as a leader, but with the greats, I think they deflect most of that to the people inside of the team, right? That have helped them to get there. And they take 100% ownership and responsibility when things don't go right, because ultimately they are the leader. And even if it completely is, you know, someone else's fault inside of the team, really, truly, it all does land on them. And so great leaders are willing to take ownership and responsibility in those times and, and to praise and deflect in, in the good times. And so, yeah, I mean, those are really the keys to me on what a great leader, leader is. There's so many other characteristics as well, of just being super personable and being willing to do, you know, everything that you would ask someone else to do yourself. Like I would, as a leader, I, I always wanted to know my people and be with them on the, on the front lines and, and just be there and not just be sitting in the office um, in the air conditioning when they're on the 140 degree desert. But I want to I want to be out there with them and I want to be willing to, you know, do the work. It's not always the, the job of the leader to do the work. And there's there's a reason that you have other people inside of your team. But at the same time, you got to show them that you're willing to to be there and, and be with them and get your hands dirty from time to time as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I absolutely love that. And I think that's really important in entrepreneurship, especially in this day and age where I believe there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff being glamorized about being an entrepreneur, which there are times where it's absolutely really, really cool to be an entrepreneur, but at the same time, like don't lie and, and, not talk about the the crappy part of where you know like in our businesses if we get a a complaint from a customer even if it was something that could have been avoided by one of our employees at the end of the day we still take it upon ourselves to a lot of times alleviate that that complaint and not only that but you know tell the person that the complaint kind of came from or the employee that was on shift when the complaint came like hey uh, we noticed that we probably didn't articulate this very well. So like, let's do some training on this instead yeah. of saying you should have did this or you should have did that. We say, Hey, like we, we didn't necessarily explain this, uh, correctly, or at least it, it doesn't seem like we did. So let's talk about this again mm-hmm. so that we can alleviate these problems in the future. And I feel like that's something that is so, uh, underrated because it takes a lot of, um, humility. And I, I think a lot of people, sometimes they want to be in a leadership pos- uh, position solely because of their ego. Yeah. And even though I think everybody egos kind of plays a part in it at the end of the day, it's like, that shouldn't be the driving force behind you wanting to be a leader, because if it is right. that, that will come up to the surface. So really, really love that, that, um, 
that that takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, no, I and mean, that's awesome that you guys do that inside of your business. And I mean, that's just that's great leadership and that's a sign to, you know, success that you guys have is because of because of that. And I think people are, are willing to they respect that. They love that, right? To be to be treated in that manner and they'll stick around longer, right? I mean, it just creates this great culture. So, yeah. Absolutely. So what is the best way uh, for someone to kind of train uh, somebody to be a leader within their own company? For example, like, you know, and I'm trying to scale to a point where I'm going to need other leaders on my team. Like I can't be the number one, like I can't be the guy for everything and and my company because of the size that I want to grow it to. Uh, so as a leader who's trying to train up other leaders in your experience, is there kind of like a best practices in, in, in doing that? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I mean, there's, yeah, you can, you can, you can do all kinds of leadership training, but I've, again, I, you know, I'm a, I am a big fan of more practice. I mean, that's why I do these events and experiences because I think it's, like you could do something like what I do and then, and then you just turn the conversation into, all right, you know, you have these different situations and scenarios that show up in your business and you just take it from like, all right, here's what we just did here. But how does that apply to the situation here with this customer when you're working with this person on the team and you know, whether it's your communication or teamwork or, or perseverance when things are hard and, and, and you're busy or, um, attention to detail, huge, right? Especially, I would imagine, inside of your business. I mean, intent, attention to detail is huge everywhere. Um, so I love the the practicality of certain, you know, if we can find ways to, maybe it is, maybe you take them out and you, you do something like what we do. And, uh, and then you can, I just think people learn and respond to that a lot better. But yeah, constant com- constant communication, whether it's maybe even a video that you watch or or something that you can take that's happened in in the news or today, and and how can you take that scenario and and have a conversation around it? it just for, for a learn from a learning perspective of hey, this is what happened, and you know, how you know how does this relate to what we do, and and how we could have showed up differently in that situation. So, I think what I'm trying to say is really to keep it fresh and fun. And uh, it doesn't always have to be that, but you know, it's great to have conversations around, maybe you pick a topic and be like, Hey, this is what we're going to talk about today. What, what, you know, where can we show, where could we pay more attention to detail? What are a few areas that we could identify? What are a few areas that we do really well? That we yeah. Like praise and, and support. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, do some other ways I would, it does though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, uh, and I, I like the practicality aspect of it as well, just because I feel like, I feel like you don't truly learn something or become comfortable at something until you've had to do it live before and really yeah. sucked at doing it live. Um, yeah. Because there've been times where, you know, we went out of town and, you know, our businesses were still here operating and, you know, the person who's in charge like when you're out of town, it's like, they know that you're out of town. They can't, like they can call <laughs> right. you and ask questions, but it's like, they, you yeah. can't really come in to, to handle a problem. So it's like totally on them to do that. Yeah. And what I've seen is that in, in those situations, like people, a lot of people do rise to the occasion, surprisingly. Like, you know, we've had leadership changes go on in our company 
And, you know, there like there's been times where a person who, uh, for whatever reason, previously didn't have, you know, they didn't seem to have great leadership capabilities. But when you put them in a situation where they kind of didn't really have too much of a choice, but to to lead and take charge of certain things, um, like they really, really do excel. And I, and I think um, it's I think it's good to have training to actually introduce the concept and get somebody to uh, be aware of it. But that day where they have to actually just do it and either fail or succeed almost on, on their own is the day where it's really, uh, it's really gonna skyrocket. Because even if they do uh, mess up or make a mistake, it's like the, the first time you fall off the bike is always the worst time uh, to fall right, off. Yeah. This, the second or third time isn't as bad, but the first time is super <laughs> embarrassing. You don't want to get back on the bike, but that's how you learn. You know, you have to probably scrape your knee once or twice, but once you do that, you become so much more well-versed in uh, what it is that you're trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I mean, it's empowering. People, people want a lot of, not everyone, but a lot of people, they want, they want that opportunity to show what they what they got and that they're ready and you know it's empowering to them and it shows that it shows trust in you that from you that that you're like hey yeah you got this like you know if yeah. something doesn't go right like it's all right it's not the end of the world that's how we learn and and we'll figure it out yeah 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 So we covered, I think we covered a lot on this episode. If someone had to walk away with just one takeaway, what would you want them to walk away with? Oh, good question. Um, You know, I mean, as far as just making change in your life, like just, just if there's something that you want, if there's a different result that you want in your life, right? Just, just the the power of being your word is something that will really transform your life. Meaning like become the person that when you say you're going to do something, other people just know that it's going to happen. That's a really powerful place to be. It's, and you know, it takes time to get there. It doesn't matter where you, where you're starting from or what, what you've done in your past. If you've been that person that hasn't shown up as that person, right? Like if you're the one that says, Hey, you know, you're going to do something and everybody else just kind of in the, in their mind, they're just like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Right. Because of who you've showed up to be. That's okay. Like you can decide today that, you are, you're going to be your word and you're just going to start with the little steps, right? Start with getting up when you say you're going to in the morning, right? It starts with you keeping the promises to yourself. It's just like, in order to lead others, you have to lead yourself first um, before you can go and lead someone else. And so it's the same thing. Just, yeah, become that person of your word that when you say you're going to do something, you do it and other people know that they can count on it. That's a powerful place to to be in life. So that's what I say. Get on that journey, get to that that place in life yeah yeah absolutely. i really like that i like that a lot yeah so you're on the abundant culture podcast and we have to ask every guest that comes on this question and the question is how do you spread abundance how do you spread abundance great question um well i really do i care about people and care about my clients and i really do want them to win um and so you know you create abundance by creating value for others um, you know, well, uh, one of the great ways I think that I hopefully do that is like through the podcast, right? I don't really make any money from that. I suppose talking about some of my events and spreading awareness of, of who I am uh, helps people to go check me out. And, and this, I'm sure money comes in directly through that, but, but really it's just a, a way to connect, you know, people with 
with interesting folks that share their stories that they get to learn from that they otherwise wouldn't. And then the other piece of just that abundance mindset is that, you know, there's definitely enough to go around for everyone as far as, you know, whether it's in business or whatever it might be like the, the more you just are willing to help others. Sometimes there's a scarcity that if you do that, you're going to get passed by or that there won't be enough clients for you inside of your business. If you help somebody in the same business prosper. Um, and, uh, you know, that really just holds people back yeah. and doesn't advance um, anyone in life. And so, yeah, through abundance is just continually reminding myself if I continue to pour into others that ultimately, um, not from a place of manipulation, but from a place of goodness that that will, that will, that will end up coming back. Absolutely. I definitely agree. So if somebody wants to work with uh, either you or your team, uh, because I'm pretty sure people hear this and I believe that everybody needs some level of leadership skills and capabilities. How would that person either get into contact with you or your team? Yeah. The, the easiest place is I usually just send everybody to my website because that's a, you know, because social media, my events, info on my events is there. Um, yeah. So you can go to natebailey.org and um, contact me right there through my site. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate having you on the Abundant Culture Podcast so much. I believe leadership is super important for everyone to have. I don't care whether you're a janitor or a CEO or somewhere in between. I believe that everybody has a their own little space where they can actually lead and um, influence people. So thank you so much, Nate, for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you and we hope that you keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you. So that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you got as much value out of this as we did. Keep in mind, the only way we can improve is through constructive feedback. So remember to rate and review this episode. Also, you are not the only person that needs to know this super valuable information. So be sure to subscribe and share as well. Stay tuned for the next episode. And remember to always spread abundance. Peace.